0: Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start off by saying thank you so much listeners for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. We also want to say thank you to our sponsors who provide so much support for us. If you manage to kill that dream whitetail buck or maybe that bull sprig, check out Whitetail Classics Taxidermy, owned by Jody Schultz out of Louisville, Nebraska. Basically can put together whatever you can dream up. So check them out at WhitetailClassicsTaxidermy.com or his Facebook And if you want to talk to them today or book something, call them at 402-630-0031.
1: Next up is Spores Wet Basement Solutions. Their services include water damage and crack repairs, landscaping, concrete driveways, grading, and more. Their recommendations provide solutions that are a long-term and not temporary fix. They do it right the first time. If you want additional information, you can check out spores.com or contact them at 402-476-8588.
0: If you're like me and like to drive your wife nuts every season with a new duck or goose call, right, baby? Yep. Pretty much. Call, uh, check out B. Hoover Custom Calls. Brent Hoover out of North Pot, Nebraska is one of the best that comes around. He actually uh, got second at Best of Show at NWTF Nationals. Awesome guy. Personal friend of the family. Actually helped my dad harvest his bull elk. He specializes in wood, duck, and goose calls, turkey pots, dog whistles, and shotgun shell teal whistles. Awesome guy. Check him out at com.
1: If your vehicle gets disgusting like my husband does during hunting season, (laughs) check out Dirty Devil Detailing. They do interior and exterior detailing as well as headlight restoration and more. They also are certified in glassparency and take anything from vehicles, boats, jet skis, ATVs, and motorcycles. The devil is truly in the detailing. They're located in Omaha, Nebraska, and if you want additional information, check them out on dirtydevildetailing.com.
0: If you're like me and have taken a few L's here this early season and really
1: Wow 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 <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> if you're like me and have taken some L's and you really want that perfect hunt with the buddies and just get out there and enjoy what's going on, and not have to worry about anything, check out the other guys' outfitters. They do an incredible job of uh, dry field duck and goose hunts. You can check out their pile picks on Facebook. And if you're wanting to book a hunt today, call Krager at 308. 308- 637-7777.
1: If you're needing some professional photography done, check out my business, Faithful Images. Our mission is to faithfully capture images of God's creation in time that will one day serve as a memory. We do anything from infants, couples, families, seniors, weddings, announcements, and more. Check it out at faithfulimages.org or on Instagram and Facebook.
0: If you're ever sitting there during COVID and thought to yourself, I really need to get on that dream hunt. I don't know. <laughs> What what's going to happen in life, but I need to get in that dream hunt. Check out Chaku Peru. He does hunts in the U.S., South America, and Europe. If you've seen some of his pics or videos, if you haven't, jump on his Facebook or Instagram. Has some incredible hunts and does some incredible things. Uh, check him out at ChakuPeru.com for more details.
1: Our last sponsor is Redbeard's Custom Calls. They specialize in acrylic duck and goose calls. Andrew made me one of the A one of a kind marble white and hot pink dunk call. It sounds incredible. It looks amazing. If you want more information, check it out on Facebook.
0: All right, guys, thanks so much. Thanks so much for the support. And let's go ahead and jump in the podcast. Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. Today it's Hunter and then my co-host Jeremy.
1: Mother trucker. Mother trucker. What t- about your wife?
0: You went on Haiti, you got replaced. I go serve
1: <laughs> other people and I get replaced. All right, whatever. I guess I'll just sit here in silence and eat my blizzard from DQ. DQ. <laughs>
0: How are you doing, Jeremy?
1: Go ahead, co-host and host. Let's th- let's go. <laughs> what are we talking about today?
2: Oh, uh, Jeremy, I'm having a, I'm having
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's bad. like I'm in the hot seat. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the one she's coming after.
0: And then my beautiful wife, Shay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck up,
0: co-host number two. Mm,
1: Other <laughs> <Teresa. laughs> You know you should uh, reconsider what you're saying since you're the one that has to live with me.
0: I still love. It. Yes. I got you flowers and today. You
1: stay in the same bed as me.
0: I I got you flowers today and wine. I got her flowers and wine and and made steak for dinner.
1: Yeah, you are really talking to yourself up a game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love you.
1: Yeah, I love you too. Okay, I love you too. what are we talking about today?
0: <clears throat> All right, so today we're going to be talking about the art of networking. So last week we talked with Jared <laughs> Mapes. Uh, talked about going in hunting out west out in western Nebraska with him and uh, brought up a, a good topic because this year has been different for me in a lot of ways and, and a lot of positive ways because I've been able to do a lot more than I could have done by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I've been able to experience new places. I've been able to even experience, like, different types of hunting. And I've been able to experience... Uh, just things in general so i'll kind of lay them out i've been able to hunt reservoirs with jeremy which is something new that i've never done before awesome experience been able to hunt out west with jared Mapes and new places i've never hunted before um i networked and you know really got hooked up with brad from real fresh catch he's got a youtube and instagram if you guys want to check it out um him and i became good pals and got into a lease in columbus and uh this podcast probably won't release until the following wednesday but as of right now there's like 100 to 200 birds sitting on that pond Mm -hmm. which if i wouldn't have been networked with them i probably wouldn't have got in on so honestly that outlook's really good so just talking about networking and being able to meet new people and get new experiences so what's what's your thoughts jeremy
2: i'm right in the same boat this year i mean last three or four years i've been uh, I love the people I've been hunting with, but I've been hunting with the same people over and over again. Which it's always good to have your group, but especially when you Zeus is breaking stuff.
0: No, it's, so my dog Zeus, the golden dude talked about him. There's a little tote back here behind our table <laughs> we do the podcast on and he's legitimately trying to like climb into the tote and <laughs> like lay down.
2: A, like it's a bed, yeah.
0: He does it. It's kinda <laughs> weird, but it's his deal. Um, but
2: anyway, I love hunting the guys with the guys that I've been hunting with, but you know, one of the things that comes with social media is meeting new people. Yeah. And like I've been super fortunate to like become real good friends with you, hunt with you a lot, be able to uh be one of the co hosts on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like actually it's something I've always wanted to do and like to be able to become good friends with you and like do that and then meet an absolute unit in jared this last weekend that man like first of all i got i think you got, got a little crush like dude not like what? a lot
1: but like explain kind of, a, like
0: kind of a crush dude that <laughs> okay like if if there's a dude that you want to like get connected with and hunt with mm-hmm. he he's a dude like
1: well, don't tell people that that's our connection
0: no i'm just saying like this dude will joking. walk two miles with decoys mm-hmm. and get up at 2 in the morning and, like,
2: sleep absolutely nothing to kill ducks. Like He's on the same level as us, has the same passion, not only for ducks, but we talked a lot of deer hunting, and I learned some things this weekend that I didn't know about that's going to help me hunting different areas that, honestly. Well, that's the other thing, too. You can go antelope hunting with him next year. Oh, man. Well, the, the, year, the year that I pulled Tag, I probably would invite him along. Yeah, absolutely. His knowledge would be.
0: Well, I think he's killed, I think he's killed a
2: couple, two or three the last couple of years, so
0: he's done really well, but.
2: So that opportunity, I mean, keep talking about hunting with Jordan from Good Life, um, which being able to meet him a couple weeks ago on the podcast, that was awesome. Like, it's one of those things where you get the opportunity to sit down with people and just create this whole group within social media within your own little group expanding upon it i mean it's just it's been a lot of fun actually yeah and we keep talking you mostly which i've kind of jumped on board with it as we've made some of these connections this year so far yeah this whole idea of having just like people spread out across the state yeah um <clears throat> to talk to you about where are the birds at? What's happening? What's the migration look like? Should we expect to shoot geese or ducks or whatever? I mean, I mean, you keep talking about all the opportunities that uh, you've come along with, you know, new leases, potential leases coming up in the future, just spread out across the state. Yeah, and then like, obviously Thursday, I'm kind of trading a little bit of a hunt that. Yeah. If everything goes right, we'll hopefully be a really good one to be able to do some goose hunting with you guys Yeah, later this year, which literally you came like the whole opportunity came along at the perfect time because I had so much fun shooting geese last year, but I don't know. I don't know squat about killing geese, especially in a field. I have no idea. Never done it. I've Well, sorry, I've done it two or three times. Never had success. Yeah. So like being able to make those connections with you guys, and be able to learn more about that later this winter.
1: I know. I'm like the main reason you guys go hunting. Like I'm the main connection. Yeah. I get you all the good spots. <laughs> I do all the scouting. Really? I put all the decoys out. That <laughs> <laughs> <Not> laugh <though>. <laughs> 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 Okay. I'm sorry.
0: Good input. Good input. Co-host number two. I don't even know why I'm here
1: honestly. Like. You guys made me do this, but I don't have any connections besides my husband. <laughs> well,
2: you say that, but it sounds like... I get to
0: hunt up your grandpa's yeah, pond. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like your husband gets
2: connections. Being and an then, idea.
0: you know, you deer hunt with your brother on that that property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the people that you know around your local area that I've been able to connect through through you and your family.
1: Yeah, I
0: guess that's true. So, like... It's just it's it's just one of those things that like the if there's something that like every hunter does something really well like there's some people that are callers there's some people that are scouters there are some people that are good at understanding where the birds are when like if I if honestly if I had to say my strongest I would say networking is probably one of the good like one of the better sides to my hunting game and the reason why networking is so important in general is everyone has a different thing that they do really well like you do reservoir hunting really well it's because you've it's something that you leaned into it's, and you understand it's
2: what i cut my teeth on when it came <clears throat> to the NFL world
0: if like for me the thing that i i do really well is being able to i i really like early season hunting i would say my game in terms of like middle season hunting i've really struggled with and i think that's like we've talked about you and reservoir hunting um well late season geese man they that that's something that my group really does well and so being able to connect other people is just it just provides opportunities from everyone and this this is what i kind of mean is that like you know like jared you know he's got late season duck hunting So if you want to go late season duck hunting, perfect. You trade a hunt with him and then he comes down here and goose hunts. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe we want to like training a hunt and, you know, obviously like you going pheasant hunting with me or you going duck hunting and then you take me. It's just like, it's one of those things that find something that you want to do and talk to somebody who does it and be able to trade hunt with them.
2: That's exactly like, For instance, I just got back from Colorado here well, by the time this comes out a couple weeks ago. And like talking with my dad, the very first year that they went is because one of the guys that they hunted with in Colorado who lives there jumped on a forum, wanted to go turkey hunting here in Nebraska, and was looking for people to take him. They traded a turkey hunt for them to, my dad and some of his friends, go out to Colorado and elk hunt with him. They would have never done that if you didn't have some form of not networking or just some form of communication line yep. with somebody on a different end of the world, like, or you know, hunting world. Yeah, I mean, whether that's within one certain genre, I mean, because Nebraska is a very like when it comes to waterfowl, it's so diverse. Yeah, like I mean, I literally was talking to a guy. Who has listened to the podcast asking information about where to, you know, scout and um, hunt in a certain u- or a certain county? And I told him, I was like, you're in a tough county. Yep. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot of ducks that go through there. Um, and I would recommend, you know, this area or slipping over to this spot. Cause he, I mean, he asked and I, you know, I gave some general information about where to go. But Nebraska, I mean, you can go. In the southeast, you're gonna shoot a lot of geese. May not shoot a whole lot of ducks. Um, central, and it kind of depends on the year. You could see a little bit of everything. You go yep. west, you're gonna shoot a crap ton of ducks. The geese get on the river and find those private spots, and they're kind of hard to <laughs> kill sometimes, from what I've heard. But yeah. It's just so diverse. There's so many different types of hunting, and so knowing somebody who does things differently, like, or people who are dedicated, like that, like, it, Jared, or Hunter's really not kidding. Like, I literally, I Jared is awesome. I would hunt with that dude any weekend, just his dedication alone. Yeah. Like, it's not that the people I hunt with aren't dedicated at all, it's just having somebody who's like yeah i'll get up i'll go yeah finding people like that hunting with people like that in a different areas to where you live having different knowledge like and he taught me something about divers that i didn't know just from my hunt that weekend we were out there Yep. Yeah. because like my instinct because i hunt puddlers so much is to spread the decoys out like crazy yep yeah. um and not have them just super tight And actually I've been catching myself a lot this year Making my decoy spreads too tight And the birds don't have anywhere to land Yep But with divers You just make a raft Yep And they're super close together And like I was looking at the decoys going I would never use this back home But we had those buffalo head That just ate it up Loved it Absolutely And it's just not something that I would ever do But learning stuff like that. I think that's the other important key about networking is being able to learn and push your growth in whatever field forward. Yeah. Um,
0: well, that's the thing is like when, especially if you get hooked up with someone and you and you go, say you go hunting with them, like the Jared thing, would you, like Jared ask us like what well, we thought about stuff, but even a couple of times you're like, both of us said it, like, hey, man, this is your hunt. You run it the way you want to do it. Like, we're just here to, like, be along, do the work, and help out. But, you know, we're just letting you, run, you know, run things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he'd do the same way if he went and goose hunted with us. He's like, you know.
2: Just tell me where to put decoys. Yeah. I mean, that's-
0: and so it's one of those learning factors. You know, like I've said in the past, I think I'm a good caller. But truthfully, the reason why I'm such a good caller is because I've been around Jared. Because I taught buddy.
1: you. <laughs> She came out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, but honestly, she's not there anymore. Like
0: I was an okay caller, but then I got hooked up with Jared. He taught me a lot, and then he taught me how to read birds. You know, like those those gadwall that we had to squawk at a little bit to get them to come around, and then they as soon as they just, I think they came around and really got a good look at our
2: decoys, and we're like,
0: okay, yeah, and they just
2: dropped. (laughs) And I could say the same thing about you, and it kind of just is a filter-down situation. In the last couple hunts, like that hunt that you and me had last Friday, yeah, um, we had those, you know, we had those widgeon that we didn't have enough wind for them to do anything. But I've been listening to you call this season, and I've picked up on a few things that you've been doing, and then you were sitting there like, hey, hit him here. And, yeah. like, it's not that I don't know where to hit ducks, but, like, I had one you know one guy in my group that I've ever hunted with who's been able to call really really good yeah and i only got to hunt with him for like a year and a half and i never had the confidence like part of what made me start calling was the fact that i had to go out and hunt by myself so having yeah. somebody who knows more knowledge or has like has learned more throughout the years than where i'm at right now yeah kind of just coaching through i mean you can watch as many videos as you want but somebody who's had the experience doing it, learned it, and makes it work, and then shows you, like, you at least personally, I grab onto that way more than any video I've ever watched.
0: Well, you just, you get to see it real time, too. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it doesn't hit home until you see the actual reactions of ducks. Like, okay, like, they're going to come back, you know? Yeah. So it's been, like, that's the thing is a networking not only can help you with spots, but it can help you across the board and the way you hunt and the way you do things. And I think this kind of brings us into a good topic and something we've talked about before. A a mainstay of networking, right? And so say you have a a hunter in your local area like you and I do. That's the thing is, like, because Nebraska is such a diverse state, there is flyways just kind of speaking to us there. I mean, there's a flyway to the East by 45 minutes. There's a flyway that's West by 45 minutes to an hour. Like our spots for ducks are just very spread out. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what your state looks for listener, but most I found most places your flyways tend to be a little bit spread out and cut up just depending on where you're at. And But kind of getting to the point here. The idea behind networking, and it's really worked for our goose hunting group, but something that we've kind of gotten into for duck hunting this year, is you find a few guys that are really dedicated. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about, Jared, you and I. Guys that are dedicated to spending and investing the time, not just hunting, because anybody can just throw a bag out and go hunting, but people that are really successful, the guys that can, can go out and scout. Mm-hmm. Scouting, in my opinion, you're scouting twice as much as you hunt. You may hunt, say, five, ten hours a week, but you need to spend at least five to ten hours scouting, depending on how much you're hunting. Now, if you're scouting that much, you're going to find birds, and when you find birds, you kill birds Mm -hmm. normally. Now, if you can find, say, three to four guys that scout different areas... Then, boom, you get three or four different areas. At least one of those guys is going to find birds. And if one of those fu- guys find birds, you can hunt those birds. But if, if obviously, if someone's not pulling their weight, it doesn't, it, it just won't work out. Yeah. Now, kind of going back to this with the the scenario for us in goose hunting, we have about four areas that we have a good chunk of permission land that we can hunt. Mm-hmm. And we all scout our separate areas, and we all scout at least two or three days a week. And that's how we're successful out there is because we find a feel, we watch geese for about two days, and then we hit that feel. That's how we're successful, and that's been something that we've built into duck hunting this year that has, I, I don't think it has really, I don't think we've pr- profited from it as well as we could have, but we've really I mean, we've talked about in the podcast. I think the migration was about two weeks behind.
2: Uh, Yeah, this this literally this weekend that's coming up as we're doing this podcast is literally like Halloween weekend. Yeah, Halloween weekend. We're we are seeing birds pretty much across the board all over the state at this point. Yeah, and um, like almost to the point that I don't even know that. If you really didn't want to, you would have to scout. You could probably throw a dart at anything that had water in it and probably kill birds this weekend. Yeah, obviously some places are going to produce more birds, but the point is, is everything's been behind. So, like, I think the networking aspect of uh, it—I think we're going to lose Shay.
1: I'm slowly drifting. I just worked to 12, so sorry, friends, that I'm pretty quiet this time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but it's been like with being able to create this networking, it almost feels like this safe, this season has not been a waste yet. Yeah. Because it's been so – it like there's some moments that I look at what's going on this season so far, and I've been like, man, this has been the slowest season ever. And, you know, it's been a little rough, but – the connections that we've been making this year, we may not... This might be a really slow year. Yeah. But when we go into next year and we have all these connections across the board, essentially, being able to network and create a group of people that are really dedicated to it. Because, like, right now, I mean...
1: Well,
0: if you rewind a couple things. Honestly, if you were to rewind, say, two things. If A... We wouldn't would have went out and teal hunt in the spot that we were planning on doing. If we had went that weekend, I think we would have done well. Mm-hmm. And if we had, which is 60% my fault, well, <laughs> my bad. You know, Take the we, L there. We, but, we
2: both made the decision. not. To
0: um, happen. And then if you weren't in Colorado and you went up with I and Brad that day, and I'm working on trying to put that together for you two, but him and I went out and shot, I think five or six birds. We have. We should have shot more. But I was really trying to focus on Nala, but another uh, story for another day. But, you know, those two hunts, one weekend and another hunt had been put together. I mean, it really would be a different story. Yeah. And so, but I agree with you. I don't think it has profited the way it it, it could or can. Yeah. I mean, just think of that. You know, Thursday, we're looking at doing that goose hunt. Sunday, we're looking at going to go into that pond that, you know, mm-hmm. I'll say it. Um, got into a lease with Brad and Jared and there's I mean, trail cam photos of two hundred ducks on there. Yeah. So things are looking pretty bright for Sunday. I mean we had already had this hunt by the time this is out anyway, so so I mean, we've already had two set hunts that are ready to go. We just make something happen on Saturday between Brad, you and I, and we'll figure something out. Yeah. And Which, so at this I, point, like
2: if I had to venture to get venture to guess. I'll probably head to the basin. That's probably where I'm headed. Yeah. Or that's my thought at least. Well.
0: I'd barely your I mean, head. the way that <laughs> everything else is looking, I think it's gonna be loaded down there, so
2: Yeah. No, you
0: want the basin? Oh my god.
2: Oh the basin that stretches across all of Nebraska pretty much. That's crazy. <laughs> Why don't I just see then tell again you where
0: I sit. <laughs> see then again, I wish Jared was around. I honestly do. Thanks. I'd love him to go Saturday or for Sunday, and then go for go with the, or try to go scout and go hunt Saturday with us sometime.
2: It actually is um because like where he lives. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect because I mean, he
0: could he could go from west to east, and we go from east to west, mm-hmm.
2: and we meet yeah. just in the middle. I mean, yep. it, it wouldn't be a bad drive for yep. anybody, and like. See, that's the
0: crazy part when we were talking to him last week. He's like, the, that least point. He's like, oh, that's an hour from us. Like, mm-hmm. that's exactly an hour between us. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: whew,
0: yeah. So, crazy stuff. But what's your thought on networking, babe? I don't know. Like, <laughs> you don't know?
1: I mean, you guys have really covered the bases. I'm not going to lie.
0: She's really tired today. I am. Well, like, I don't, you know, the other thing too is networking. You can look at it as a positive negative. Sometimes people look at network as and like you are trying to use people for stuff. Oh and, yeah, no, 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 no. And I get that. I get why people think that, but you got to think of it in a positive way. Take it like Jared. I know worked with him five years ago. He Took me out for a goose hunt. I really didn't have a lot of experience in this area, and right now he's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like I would do anything for that guy, <clears throat> and you know I've helped him out with his mowing business this year. You know, we talk all the time, like, we're best friends, not only in this, just like you and I, we're taking each other on hunts. We do this podcast, we're really good buddies. You know, networking isn't just like, hey, I'm trying to find people to use them. Like, I'm, you're genuinely looking people to have relationships with.
1: Well, and that's why I think that, like, people honestly sometimes fail at networking because they're solely in it just to get connections. Yeah. And when you're only focusing on that aspect, you're not going to get anything out of it, let alone you're probably going to get more of a worse experience than if you actually want to network because you want to meet people, make friends, and actually have relationships like you've had. Yeah. So I think that it's super important if you're going to network, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and actually have that passion for it. Because if you're not, it's not going to work out.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, and I something I want to build off that too is when you network, try to find people that are in the same level investment as you because if somebody's only pulling some of the weight and somebody's doing all the, you know, one person's doing all the work, then that relationship tends to break down.
1: Well, and I agree to disagree, honestly, because, you know, there might be new hunters out there too that, like, necessarily can't pull their weight because they don't know. They're not educated. and
0: there's a difference between someone who is ignorant and doesn't know what they do but have the passion for it. Kind of like the... Kind of like the training thing. I had the passion to train all myself, but I had to learn. But I, I was willing, the desire to do it. Well, yeah. You know, you may not know how to scout, but you can go along with them and help the other person scout and then you learn or, you know, you're willing to buy some decoys or buy gas or, well, yeah. you, you know, like...
1: If you're going to invest in the relationships, you need to be willing to invest in the sport as well. I mean, hunting is not a cheap sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well just look at our bank account (laughs) (laughs) Uh nobody nobody
0: needs to know yeah that's that's our secret hey babe do you can i
1: no we're not pulling a let's ask (laughs) the wife what can i have on the episode so she says yes
0: hey you told me that i could go uh, go and hunt the great lakes i did next year i did (laughs) Release that on the podcast. <laughs> Actually, I think we're going November eleventh, or November ninth to eleventh.
1: Because Ed
0: to Signa or Signawa Bay. Cignawa? I don't know how to say and that. And not on. I really what? need to get the outfitter on or somebody from that area. That'd be cool. So continue. Cool
1: oh, I was just joking about yeah. how at least it's not on my birthday.
0: <laughs> you, yeah. you know, listener, she's giving me all this crap. <laughs> she gives me all this crap. Well, guess, babe, where are you gonna be at for your birthday this year?
1: Okay, you used <laughs> the one year we're going on a vacation. Mm-hmm. The past like three or four years, you've been gone for my birthday for hunting. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. What I've been doing? <laughs> that one hunt, I cannot remember what it is.
0: Jeez, <laughs> last two years, it, I've been around her birthday. Mm-hmm. We we've, we've been going to South Dakota. This mm-hmm. year, I moved it a week up. I Not way, nothing would happen, and then. Okay, so, yes, listener, we're going, listeners, we're going to Cosmo for my birthday. Listeners, this is a great, you know.
1: I am spoiled. I have the best husband in the world. Uh, she my said husband on the podcast. is a ten out of ten. <laughs>
0: so I am <laughs> driving up Thursday night, hunting Friday, Saturday. I am finishing my hunt on Saturday, driving all the way back from South Dakota.
1: Hey, that's on you. You. I'm going to get back this. at
0: like ten eleven o'clock. And then we've got to fly out at like 6 in the morning out of Omaha.
1: <laughs> That's your fault, bro.
0: I mean, I'll get plenty of How stuff. How are you
1: going to like pack and everything for that? That just sounds like <clears> a like separate, I mean, It's like two
0: separate. I mean, you got to think it's like two separate sets of clothing.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, he's going to take warm clothes up to South Dakota. and then Nah, he's gonna I
1: expected th- him to bring hunting clothes to Cozumel.
2: Yeah, I just show up in <laughs> his thick <hook> gear. <laughs> he's right. sitting
1: in the fucking bowl, <laughs> drunk as shit, doing his decoys. So
0: next year, next year, I tell you what, we need to go to a resort with duck hunting. I told her that. I we need to go to a resort with duck hunting, so I can not only get that, but I get also. Yeah. Duck you tried to
1: when we go to Mexico, didn't you?
0: No, not this year because you. Well, no. I thought you didn't want to do it this year. No, no, no,
1: no. When we went to VP.
0: No, I didn't do that. No. Oh. But next, next time, next time around, we should. That'd no. be great. Because I'll you just show up and they just give you everything and you have fun. Listeners, if you want
1: to see a really cool video from Border Pier or yeah, VP, um, go to our YouTube channel and look at the very first video that Big Red Hunters created. Yeah, that's a good video. I like that video actually. It's funny, you'll see Hunter puking his brains out on the side of the boat. Yeah, and then we (laughs) caught a fish from his puke. It was big too. How big was that thing?
0: I don't know. It was a mahi mahi,
1: it was huge.
0: Now that we're completely off topic. <laughs> Jeez.
1: That's what I do.
0: So, back to networking. It's it's about, you know, it's about finding good people to hunt with. Not just trying to get into somewhere where, you know, they kill all the ducks. It's just say, hey, we should go hunting sometime. And actually, yeah. like, come through with it. You know, thinking through my buddies. You're right. There are some people that may not know as much about hunting, and that's okay. you know. But you can build off of something that you're good at, even if you're not necessarily good at hunting. What else can you be good at? Right, yeah. And this is what I mean. So Brad. <coughs> Brad, right. He He's deer hunted a lot, but doesn't know a super amount about waterfowl. He got started like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what Brad is like. Like priceless. Like this guy's legit. He's really good at getting like permission from people.
2: He, he's a smooth talker.
0: And not necessarily He's just he's a genuinely good dude. Mm-hmm. And when you're genuinely good, like yeah, like landowners really see that. So like that that the other place we're looking at, trying to hopefully get into, like somehow he talked his way into that hall, that spot. But like it's all about using your strengths to your advantage. When I go out and I go east to go goose hunting, we've, like, Jared and Dane are both locals. Mm -hmm. So I might go find the spot, figure out who it it belongs to, and go, like, talk to them about what's the best, like, what's our best advantage of trying to get into that spot, and it may not be me getting permission. Mm -hmm. But if I trust those guys because I have a relationship with them, then it's not all about me. It's about the group and, you know, the bet the best output for the whole group and because of that then guess what like we can get the best odds available to get into that spot so that's what i mean like if you you get a good guys you can build a friendship with relationship and really trust them then you can get a lot farther as a group and as a team Mm -hmm. than you can by yourself
1: okay so question for you guys okay I was a brand new hunter or I've been hunting, but I just don't really know where to start when it comes to connections. I just kind of, you know, maybe here and there go hunting, whether it's waterfowl or waterfowl or deer. How can I start with connections if I don't really have anyone in my family or friends that hunt? What can I do?
0: Uh, if I if I was a new hunter and say, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, I'm no antelope hunter. I really don't hunt big game. But right? you have
1: connections. I'm talking about, like, people who... No, play. I'm
0: saying, like, I don't really have connections in that area, so I'm trying to, like, connect with you on that. Okay. So, say I'm I'm looking to do something completely different, and I'm a new hunter. My first thing that I would do is I'd find a Facebook group of those type of hunters, yeah. and I would reach out and say... In my position, I'd say i trade hunts, but from a new hunter perspective... I would say, hey guys, I've never done this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just say that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Right. Now I have everything available to make that happen. Is there anybody that would be willing to even give me somewhat information? Mm-hmm. Next thing, the next thing is going to happen is you're not just looking for places or where's the deer or where's the ducks. It's, hey, I'm just looking for some information. Right. Someone's more than likely going to direct message you mm-hmm. and say hey just start talking to them just be friendly with them they're just a person they're looking right. for a relationship a now one of the first thing that people do and even i do on, on social media is the first thing you think is okay we're kind of starting to small talk but the first thing you're going to ask yourself is is it a hunter the area is is this somebody i trust mm-hmm. is this somebody that's not going to burn me So if you can just have small talk and just be generally friendly and like just be thankful for the information they're even willing to provide you, then that's the first step you can take. And from there, maybe it doesn't go anywhere. Maybe they just give you information and step back, but maybe they're friendly and invite you on a hunt or invite you to like show you some areas, Mm -hmm. but you have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to, I don't know how to put it, but accept responsibility and be willing to do whatever it takes on your end to make it happen.
2: I completely agree, actually. He's he's on the same path that I probably was gonna go. I was I was gonna say find some hunting forum. Nebraska in particular. I mean we have a fishing and a hunting and sometimes it's even broken up into specific genres. Um yeah. I I haven't spent much time on the hunting forum because I have spent my whole life hunting. So I haven't I mean when I was deer hunting, when I was little, I had plenty of connections because of my dad. But, anyways, I would start with a forum or a Facebook group as well. Um, I actually had somebody reach out to me this last summer, who did it, played it about as perfectly as I think he could. Yep. Um, he was he pulled an elk tag in Nebraska. He'd watched Terrell's hunt from. Couple years or last year, and he had a tag. He had the early season tag, just like Trail did. Different unit, but he reached out and he's like, "Hey, you know, I have this unit, this tag. Um, what what do I do? Had no idea what to do. Um, you know, uh, not looking for spots, obviously, because it's a different unit. I just I just told him I was like, well, you can try public land, but I looked at the unit, didn't have much public land in it. I mean, it was it was a private land unit, so I just gave him all the information I had, which was go to the Game and Parks. They have a list of landowners that are generally gonna be like, "Hey, we have elk on our land. We don't yep. want them there." There's so I just I just gave him this whole list of information, and then I what I always say when people ask me things like that, and I give out information, and it, it's it's something that always impresses me when people do come back with this um and it's what i do generally when i've asked for information from people and like you know whether i have success or not i'm blown away when people send pictures of their success you know, oh. or lack of success sometimes or just giving an update if you want to if if you get somebody who gives you a lot of information and seems like you're getting good networking that's from that's a good idea actually send them pictures yeah like, especially if they, if they say STEM pictures, they want to know how you're doing. I mean, it yep. might, it might, if they gave you a specific spot, it might be because they want to know about that spot and like, you're kind of scouting for them in a way, but yeah. you send those pictures and you make a little bit of connection. Cause first thing I say when I see a picture, I'm like, yo, dude, that's awesome. What happened? You know, how did it all go down? Like, yep. you know, was it a quick shoot? Were you guys done in 15 minutes or did you guys have to grind it out all weekend or something like that? Yeah. Uh, you know, and it just builds that relationship a little bit, right. gives something that you guys can connect on a little bit more. Um, and again, like I just, it's just a good, good direction to go in my opinion. And when you're talking to people and I kind of got a little bit off sidetracked with that, but I think no, that was a, good. I think that was a valid point, but Again, and we've said this in different ways when we're talking about scouting and stuff like that, and you're asking people, don't ask too much. Ask, like, generalized questions. You know, if you're duck hunting and you've got a, like, certain side of the state or something like that, like, this guy who talked to me a couple weeks ago, he asked me if I thought the migration was behind and I told him flat out of like, we're we're a couple of weeks behind in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and so he, I mean, it made him feel better because he was like, I'm not finding birds. Yeah. And he was spending a lot of time scouting. So it, it's good. It's good to see that. And, um, but don't just be like, i not just ask exactly where people are hunting. Don't, it's kind of hard when you are in a position, where you're looking for information and trying to learn to just be like, Hey, can I hunt with you? Like, cause I mean, I'm an, I'm a relatively nice guy. If somebody asked, asked to hunt with me or was new and wanted somebody to teach them. Yeah. And I think you're kind of the same way. I would be like, well, yeah, let's see if I can find something and we'll take you on a hunt. That's, and I try and get like a 50, 50 kind of hunt when I take people out. But You're not going to get that response from everyone.
1: Right. You have to kind of prepare yourself that not every response will be good. I mean, I remember when we first started scouting, when Big Red Hunters even, like, was really small, and we would literally on the weekends or even, like, date nights just go drive land. we see a good spot. We'd walk up to the door and just talk to them for a little bit. And there are plenty of times where we got turned down, but there are plenty of opportunities, too, where we actually made good connections. They trusted us. We told them we'd keep them on the same page and keep them informed and they let us. Yep. So I think that with the connections, you're going to have some, maybe not necessarily bad encounters, but it's not always going to be great. And you just kind of have to like prepare yourself for that because that's just part of it. It's yeah. part of life in general and friendships basically. But
2: and that That kind of makes me think of another thing. When you're making these connections... Don't expect that every connection is going to be a winner. Right. Yeah. Like, I have, I've had plenty of friends that I don't even hunt with anymore or that I don't talk with anymore. Right. Whether it was because it was a bad connection or they didn't pull their way or just, just the connection wasn't there. Like, right. Like, obviously I've been blessed with you guys, like, the connections that we've <coughs> made here. Like.
1: I know I'm your favorite. <laughs>
2: You make me laugh sometimes. They bring the the funny aspect to it, that's for sure.
1: I just got turned down, everyone. I just got basically bitch slapped. Oh. It's fine. It's fine. I'll live. I'm going to keep eating my Oreo blizzard.
0: Depression land, okay. (laughs) Oh, shit. I've had a bad mouth
1: tonight. I apologize, listeners. I usually don't say bad words, and I'm like, left and right. I apologize.
0: So, uh, let's take this in a like, context of our, I would say, our friendship. So, you know, we we reached out to each other a couple years ago. just started talking and said, you know, I honestly don't remember what we started talking about. Just said, hey, like, this is how we're doing this year. This is how you guys are doing this year. We should get
2: on on together. I think the big thing was we started talking just about scouting. Yeah. And I actually, I think we talked for almost... Did we talked for almost a year before we even got on a hunt. It was just very it was very sporadic. Yeah. yeah,
0: and we talked about how our hunts went, and like this and that, and we're like, we need to get on a hunt together. And finally, we just decided one weekend. Okay, let's let's hunt together. Mm-hmm. And it was, I'm scouting this day, you're scouting this day. Yeah, you were doing some running around, and I said, okay, I sent you a video like this is where we're at, this is where the birds are at. Mm-hmm. Let's hunt it tomorrow, and it just end up working out. Mm -hmm. And even then, like we
2: hunted that one time and then we went a while without talking. We didn't even hunt the rest of the season. And actually I'd be lying if I said, or I, I would be lying to myself if I didn't say that initially I actually didn't think that this would be a a massive connection. Yeah. Because that those first couple hunts though, we had fun. I enjoyed them. They were like some of my better hunts. We went a while without talking and I was like, and it was just a one-time hunt yeah we talked occasionally and then we got reconnected this last spring and yeah
0: well it's just yeah.
2: it was one of those you went your
0: deal i want my deal i started hunting jordan quite a bit mm-hmm. and then i with my buddies and just that's just how the things went and then i don't know we got into goose season i always get crazy busy with goose season and then yeah after the spring and It's one of those things that you know, you never know what's gonna happen until it happens. Yeah. But it's just about being friendly. And I you know, this spring I just reached out and it seemed like he had stuff going along going on and we talked and away we went, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing is like that's just how friendships are sometimes. Oh yeah. And that's the thing is like we talked about this earlier, but you know, my buddy jeremy that i've been friends with since we were kids there's sometimes we don't go talk we don't talk together for a month Mm -hmm. there's sometimes that i don't hear from him for a while like heck there was even even years i was in college like we really didn't even talk for a year but then again like you know we're still friends and we end up bouncing back into each other's lives but Mm -hmm. you know it's just that's just thing life just gets busy but at the same time like you know, talking about hunting buddies and stuff is that I remember I had this like new project manager work and he's like, your your life just kind of revolves around hunting, doesn't it? <laughs> I was like,
1: no, y- shit. yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Jeez. You just said sorry about your mouth.
1: I'm sorry. I'm tired.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
1: I but apologize. Do you? No.
0: Oh, yeah. well, at least you're honest. <laughs> some some confliction. <laughs> yep jeez babe that's how i feel but uh no i and that's the thing is like you never really know until you try and this is the same thing with asking for permission and pretty much anything in life you're not willing to step out and take a another route or maybe look at a dif- different set of land or you know you keep doing the same thing you're going to get the same results yeah now if you're in louisiana then you just shoot limits every day and you shoot once every day and then you complain about how there's no birds but you know it is what it is if i made somebody Uh, bad at louisiana i am truly not sorry at all (laughs)
2: louisiana is a state that i would love to hunt someday but the connection that i've made here we may never be able to hunt louisiana (laughs) they're gonna outlaw us from that state (laughs)
0: I saw a video today of just, like, thousands of birds, like, twirling this, like, marsh and, or wetland, and uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. typical Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I won't be able to go to that state because they'll just shoot me out of it or something. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, Arkansas, there's always Arkansas, Missouri, and, well, apparently all the birds from Louisiana are Missouri now, so... We'll just go to Missouri. <laughs> I've always wanted to hunt the conservation areas there. Yeah. There, I've always heard about that. but So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all I've got. Oh, Unless you have any more questions, babe. Oh, let's see. You got one in the brain.
1: Does that have to be about connection?
0: Yeah. It's got to be about networking.
1: What are some useful apps or tools online that you used to increase your networking or just help you, period, in the hunting world?
0: Mm, for me, it was Instagram was a big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just have a I, – I mean, I enjoy sharing photos, experiences, stories, connect with people, Um it's just one of those things you just naturally just kind of run into people. I mean, me and I know like Matt, like Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. I have never met the guy. We d- we drove by him this weekend. It sucked. That's he, the the it cl- sucked.
2: we missed him by five minutes. Yeah, I mean, he was coming to say hi to us.
0: <laughs> so like, I've been friend. I mean, I wouldn't say friends, but we've talked on Instagram several times and like jibber jabber back and forth on stories and stuff.
2: Yeah, and I, I talked to him pretty regular, and I've i've hunted with him once or twice
0: but that's the thing is like you just sometimes you just make connections like that you know i remember when matt had less than a thousand subscribers on youtube Mm -hmm. i remember when he had on like less than 500 instagram followers you know you just get you just bounce off those guys and you know you just that's the thing is you just be authentic Mm-hmm. If I get anything else if you take from this pond uh from this podcast and anything else I'm saying about this networking just, just be authentic mm-hmm. be authentic with people and
1: sometimes it's harder than it can be
0: just be yeah. yourself and be authentic and be willing to give more than you get and that's the thing is maybe you get burned I've been burned
2: I've been burned and we
1: all have been burned we, you
0: know you get burned and it sucks and you just keep on chasing ducks or geese or whatever else, um, and uh, that's the thing. You just go about your business. I think Facebook's another good one. There well, again, you know, social you're probably media is helpful. Social media is really good. Novices, um, but I, you know, I would just say it's more of a human connection thing. The thing you're kind of thinking of is like on X and that's another. I would oh, say I that's I
1: another podcast. T- I, I guess my question wasn't clarify, or I didn't clarify well enough, but I meant more of like, what are good apps or resources to use for hunting? Yes, for networking, but that aren't necessarily social media. Because social media, media is an obvious way to connect with people. Yeah, And I feel like that app that I was pointing out was the number one resource we used When we didn't use social media. That's how we figured out.
0: Yeah, but that's like, so Onyx is trying to find land. It's necessary to find, like, network connections. Yeah,
1: but land is connections.
0: Yeah, but, so, and then I would say, like, DU events are really good as well. Or, like, trying to find conservation events are really good one because
1: that's a good one.
0: You know, like, talking about, we talked about it earlier, right? Going to Joe's uh, Columbus event and going to meet with him. Yeah, his DU event and like we give to it each year and donate some bigger hunter stuff and we go and you know, we meet some people you and
1: network a lot there. There I mean absolutely. anyone there is there for hunting. So Yeah. there's a lot of connection there and just relationships period to talk talk about stories and yep. have a night where it's literally just filled with hunting.
0: Yes, ma'am. I'm getting the eyes. She hates Eight, me when I say when ma'am.
1: She says ma'am. Hate it. Hate it. Do you have any apps or anything that you felt like was helpful? Not necessarily Instagram or Facebook, but or any resources you felt that were also Um, helpful?
2: See, for the networking aspect, I've always used social media. Right. Um.
1: The phone book.
0: The phone book. Just (laughs) calling random people (laughs) on the yellow pages.
1: Hi, my name is Shay Diddle. And I was wondering... <laughs>
0: Hello, my name is Sheldon Tarabai Hunter Isaac, you did not
1: just take <laughs> that out of
0: here. I cannot believe you just said that. Tarabai I'm looking to kill some ducks. You got to know? <laughs> i get getting the deaf eyes right now. <laughs> oh, no. I cannot believe
1: you did that.
0: Why? Not a
1: lot of people know my name.
0: Oh, and you just said Che Dydles. So now everyone
1: name. knows my <laughs> real name.
0: Dary Baris. Oh. <laughs> She's so mad right now. Okay. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Wrong one. Nope. Gonna, don't just press <laughs> random one. buttons. I'm gonna get you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, we're obviously not going anywhere <laughs> quickly. So I think that the resources and tools to find connections with like landowners I think is great. I, I want to have Brad on because he has a really good function of way he gets permission and talking to people. He just does a good job of that. So I do want to get him on at some point, and it's something we want to talk about. So I think that uh, kind of wraps it up for tonight. I really appreciate you, Shay, for being on here, co-host number two.
1: Yep. Yeah, I was <laughs> real helpful on this one but <laughs> just just
0: take it i guess Ow. if this encourages anybody for everything that we talked about tonight is just be authentic be real and just be willing to you know put in the work put in the work um Cause that'll, that'll get you kicked out of a networking group real fast and oh yeah you know I'll put your work in it just take encouragement from jeremy and i's story we hunted didn't really anything happen then Later on, I just hey, how you doing? Like you doing okay? Seems like stuff's going on. We became really good friends.
1: Yeah, don't be afraid to reach and, back out to people.
0: And now we're doing a podcast together, right. and we just went out west together. So like, just be encouraged by that. Reach out to somebody new. Try something different. Yep. So
1: all else take your wife.
2: Take your wife. And I mean, y- you gotta you gotta actually go. Yeah. Oh, well, there's the shade. shade shade's <laughs> been thrown.
0: Shade has been thrown. i
1: have gone, just not recently. Yes, when the last time
0: you went, babe?
1: It's been a while. When was it? You gotta cut me some slack, people. I got four jobs.
0: Last October, she went.
1: I have four jobs.
0: I try to get her snow goose hunting. She doesn't, it's too cold for goose hunting, but I try to get her snow goose hunting. Try to get her to teal hunt.
2: I Y'all. guess she went dev hunting with us that that's one. That's true. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Let me say it again. I have four jobs. Any day that I have off, what's the fourth none? one?
0: Yeah. Okay. So you got your normal job, faithful images, you got cheer,
1: helping out with the church. That's a job. That's just, that's a job. Okay. Man. I'll give it to you whatever. Thank you.
2: So I feel bad. Like every, it seems like every other week we get like a hunt where it's just the two of us. I'm like, hey, yeah. spring shea. And I he's tried. like. She's busy. He's sad about it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like,
0: huh? I've got a duck. I've got a pond with like 200 ducks that are I'm like, I'm going to s- go this like weekend. S- like okay. super dumb. And they just come right in. And just I like, said it. I'm going. So I can get weekend. some sick water
2: swatting footage <laughs> just to make some people really mad. I just, I just want to watch shade Duck Hunt. I think it'd no, be funny to watch. I think
1: it'd be they're not listening to me. I said I go. No,
2: I, it's not that we're not listening to you. It's just you're choosing to <laughs> ignore me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's not going. This is why I don't like being the third <laughs> wheel. Wait, I try.
0: I tried to say earlier you should go, and you're just like, I don't really want to sleep in.
1: But remember. I'm gonna do it for you.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. You remember that? You're witness. Uh, apparently, witness. What really? are you gonna? What what duck are you gonna shoot? A Drake. Drake what?
1: <laughs> Mallard. Well
0: done. But you need, right. to spoon, you need to shoot spoonies. They're better.
1: Actually, I know exactly what I'm going to shoot. What? A banded duck. That way, I can rub it in my husband's face. He's
0: I wouldn't a, even be mad. It's
2: too bad. I'd shoot. be proud of you. Yeah, that's, that's
1: cute. Oh, you, and you, you mean that. I, I would, g- I yeah. can see that in your face. You mean that.
2: Yeah, I would get it, my Aww,
1: that's sweet. Are you
2: kidding me? my significant other shot something <laughs> banded, oh my goodness, it would go to the taxidermist immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down. Aww.
0: It would go to... Waterf- or Whitetail Classics tam- Tax owned by Jody Schultz in Louisville, Nebraska. <laughs> there you go. He's our sponsor. So you guys check him out. If you guys have any mounted or your beautiful wife shoots a banded mallard, take it to him.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Sponsored by Light. We're okay, for the last, it? last try, we're going to get off the podcast here. So we keep going on bunny trails. Thanks, guys, so much for listening to this. I know it's kind of a little jibber jabber, but just network with people. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. <laughs> Close enough Close enough